Welcome to Photo Work. I'm Milan. We got Shannon here. Hey. Today we do our part two with our interview with Kayla Varley, fashion and advertising photographer. Uh, she has clients such as Special K, Grey Goose, and Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we love Kayla. Um, she shares with us what it's like preparing for big shoots like with Grey Goose and Kellogg's, but also D- directing motion, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so. how she manages doing both stills yeah. and motion. Crazy. So enjoy. <laughs> I want to ask you what is your favorite image that you've created and why? Um, so I have. I hate this question, first of all. Okay. So no, no, no. We'll, I'll delete I'll it. it. No, no. I, not it's, your It's a bad question. question. It's everyone's question in general. I get this. I get asked this all the time. Um, actually, I shouldn't say hate. I just dislike. I hate or I dislike having to narrow down my favorite photos because I have so many. Uh, and then, so that's part of the answer. Yeah. Um, but if I had to choose, which I will choose this time, um, <laughs> it's, it's a photo of my friend Sesson um, laying in a, like, like a laying on like a hill of flowers and she's like kind of lifting her head up laughing and like has a huge grin and the flowers are all like really pink behind her um and the reason why I love it so much is because when I look at it or when I look at any of those photos in that series it brings me back to that moment in time um where her and I were like walking up this like crazy steep hill um I think it's called Chino Hills um but they have wildflowers they have poppies in the springtime whenever it rains a lot here um and i found this spot just by googling and we like walked up this crazy steep hill the wind was blowing so hard and her and i had just met but we were laughing and having the best time together and just the way that she looks in that photo reminds me of how i felt that day and that's why I like it. And any of my photos, the reason why I like them are usually because of the backstory or because how the that day made me feel. It's usually like the story behind the photo that makes me like it. Mm-hmm. Not always like what's happening in the picture, mm-hmm. but how I felt that day. Yep. I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Yeah, Thanks. I probably should have phrased it a little differently because it is hard to choose one no. single image. That was part of my, my answer to the question. That's that's why, yeah, I like that it's a bad question because yeah. it sets you up to <laughs> say what truly... Yeah, no worries. There is no one image. There can never be, there, at least right. for me. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. just too many that I like. But yeah, that's, that's but, definitely one of them. Yeah, it's that emotion behind it. Yeah, the, the story. Yeah, yeah, like what happened that day. Yeah. Um, I love those little stories. Yes. Yep. Yes. I could talk about like... What it's like with the time difference. Well, and yeah, and like also, do they? I should. I'll rephrase it, but like, they fight over you. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes schedules conflict, and it's really stressful. But it's mostly stressful for me, and I don't mm-hmm. think either of them really think about the other because mm-hmm. they're both so busy and in their own crazy worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's difficult having an agent in London that works with me so much. If it if we weren't working a lot together, it wouldn't be a big deal. It would just be like, oh, great, I have an agent in London that gets me work from time to time. But a lot of the days that I have, I wake up, and I wake up normally at like 7 a.m. That's like just what my body clock says. But sometimes I'll wake up to emails that say they need something within an hour, and I haven't had my coffee, and I'm kind of a diva in the morning. <laughs> like <laughs> I need like my, my set amount of time to like get ready. Um, and that's stressful for me to just like go straight into computer work and then it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day and I'm stressed. But in saying that it's awesome because 
it's, it seems like we collaborate really well together and they're great. It's two women. Um, and I think, I don't know, we're just a really good fit. Um, and we do PDFs and treatments together all the time and creative calls and they're awesome. Morgan and Alex in London. And then my agent in New York, um, the garden party, they always ask for scheduling conflicts. So anytime I have something happening in London, I have to tell New York. Anytime anything's happening in New York, I have to tell London. Um, but we don't, they don't fight over me necessarily. I think, um, it's just scheduling conflicts. So for example, whenever I got a job, when I got the Grey Goose job, that was actually, that was a week from when they first reached out about it. And I had already had a, a shoot planned for like two months maybe in New York. Mm-hmm. And I had to call my client in New York who I'm very close with luckily. And they're very supportive of me and my, my growth as an artist. And I said, can we please push this shoot so I could go to London and then just fly from London to New York and luckily they were like, okay, yeah, it's fine. We can move the shoot for you. No big deal. But that's where I get stressed because I never want to upset anybody or cause like, you know, bad vibes. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just scheduling conflicts sometimes, but that's, it's fine. It all works itself out. Everything works itself out. The stress always happens, but yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. That would be hard to like. Yeah, setting the tone for the day of you're like awake and your agency in London is like, go, 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 go. We need this. Yeah, they're going to bed. Yeah. I know. want stuff handled. It's hard. Well, this morning, especially, um, we're, we're about to like, well, we are bidding on a job and the client needs a treatment from me by next Wednesday. And yesterday I heard oh no, they don't need to do a creative call with you this week. All good. We're going to do it next week. And then this morning I woke up and they said at 3 p.m. their time, which is 7 a.m. our time, they wanted to do a creative call. And I'd woken up at 6.45. So 15 minutes from then, I was like, there's no way. Like, let's do it an hour from now. So we did. But it was madness because I had no idea. And then that's kind of like sets me up for a frantic morning. Mm -hmm. But in saying that, like, I really can't complain. It's all good. There are jobs that I really want, so I'm like totally happy to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I hate sounding like I'm like ungrateful or complaining. <laughs> you know? like, no, this is great. I love this. Well, it's just interesting because you're dealing with time zones. I mean, yeah. New York is what three hours. Three hours ahead. And then yeah, twelve, ten, twelve. Uh, For London, London, it's eight. Eight. Yeah, the New York d- time difference doesn't really bother me too much because that one they they still will email me kind of later in the day whenever it's past their end of day but london like past um 10 a.m here they're not responding to my emails so mm-hmm. if i want to get anything done i have to kind of be on it um, first thing in the morning yeah yeah and i'm i'm very like neurotic about my emails like if someone sends me something and it's urgent i'm like right there responding right now and i'll send it back within two minutes but yeah i i don't know if i wasn't like that i don't think i'd be getting the jobs that I am because I'm like a go-getter and I really, really want everything and all the time now. Like, I just get super excited. Yeah. <laughs> they probably love that about you. Yep. I'm sure, but they probably find me annoying as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, this girl's not shutting up. <laughs> Better than the opposite. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> How often are you doing portfolio meetings? I would say anytime I'm traveling to New York or London for a job, we'll always make time for at least one or two meetings if we can. Um, and then here I set up my own meetings sometimes. I'll really, 
I'll reach out directly to people on LinkedIn or Instagram or via email and just try to take my book in because I always say um, the odds are in my favor. If I meet with enough people, I'm bound to get hired at some point. <laughs> yeah. um, so I might do like a big week of meetings, like maybe four times a year if I'm not counting like the ones I'm doing personally. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah, I think like from now to like mid January, there's not going to be any meetings. It's it's December yeah. and people are like trying to wind down and finish up the projects. Um, but yeah, between January and let's say June, there's fair bit of meeting meetings happening and jobs being pitched and the creative calls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Treatments being made. Love love treatments. <laughs> Ooh, what are your tips for making amazing treatments? Okay, so what I do is I compile all images or motion work that can pertain to a specific job and then do all of your writing because they always ask for a written word as well about what you are able to do for the job and tell them how you will do the job. Be very descriptive in your wording um, and then piece it together in InDesign um, like page by page and that's where I like to get fun with like the flow and everything of photos um and then leave it for the night wake up the next day look at it again with fresh eyes then edit it and then do the same thing like the next day so that you keep refining it and making it perfect um and I always think like your first draft is never the one you want to send so spend some time on it (laughs) how many pages are your treatments usually um if it's a big job like with motion involved, it'll be like 30 pages or 35 pages, mm-hmm. which seems like a lot, but there's sometimes full bleed photos on one page. So it's like more impactful that way. Cause then you just see the full image and mm-hmm. it's like really nice to scroll through, mm-hmm. um, when you're sending. And then what about for just still jobs, still image jobs? Those are probably shorter. If mm-hmm. it's just stills, I'd say it's maybe like 15 to 20 pages. Mm-hmm. But with the motion stuff, they like to know, like, your preferred DP, or they like to know your crew, or, or they'd like to know, like, your approach, and then your, um, the way you'd light it, the way you would direct it, the way you would block it. Um, so all of that stuff needs to be written out. And it's a lot of the time, I think it's for the clients to be assured that you're doing what they want you to do. Because um, I think most of us can... Uh, most of us can go into a job knowing that we're going to do the best we can, but the clients have a lot of money at stake. So they like to know you're going to do a, B and C and D and you're going to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, it's stressful, but it's also, it's great. Cause you can, you, you, you can make your, make or break your own fate that way. It's like, if you do a great job with the treatment and the creative calls and put your best foot forward and your work reflects what they want you to do, then you can get it. <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's a lot of work people don't realize I think there's a lot more than just taking the picture mm-hmm. it's like a whole business and backside that it's yeah taking the shots probably the shortest or the least amount of work yeah that's the easy part <laughs> <laughs> it's the fun part too but yeah exactly <laughs> it's also the least yeah yeah uh is your agent doing all like the financial negotiations back and forth or do you have a say in that as well um, they do most of the financial stuff. Um, there's one client that I get to keep on my own that's based in New York because we do have a personal relationship and I'll negotiate that. And I have been negotiating my whole like 
however long I've been doing this. Um, so I know how to, and I make my own estimates whenever it, it's, it is that way. But since I'm on contracts, I can't really do mm-hmm. that without involving my agents and mm-hmm. they, they would prefer to be involved that way mm-hmm. we get more money that way yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna ask that question <laughs> yeah yeah we get we get better jobs and better rates that way so I'm fine with it it's a good team to have yeah I'm not a numbers person so it's totally fine <laughs> I am terrible at math yeah me too I just I get like I read this thing recently um think it's called math anxiety or like math trauma Mm -hmm. if you have math trauma from when you were little like when you look at numbers you kind of like seize up and can't actually do the the equation because it's it reminds you of like how you were when you were little Mm. in math class (laughs) are you like that yeah Yeah. it's i it's terrible i hate it (laughs) well at least yeah that's nice you have the team that really helps yeah 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 Yeah, and i'm glad to have people on my side that are more um, suited to that. <laughs> uh, we've also been told like uh, it's nice to have the separation between the client and the financials and you as the artist because they see you that way and they see them that way. Yeah. If that makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. Then they see you as creative people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't have to be like the person that's like, oh no, we need more money for that. Or, mm-hmm. oh no, you can't have that. Or, oh no, we don't do half days. Like mm-hmm. I hate I hate whenever I have to say things to clients that I don't like Mm want to say, but like are, they need to be said. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a person ask me recently if I would do a four hour day and I was just like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So I had my agent um, say something then I didn't have to be the one that's like, oh, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but Mm -hmm. Kayla doesn't work on four day jobs or four four oh. hour jobs on four day i will do a four day job four, days jobs, oh. four hour sorry <laughs> um, but yeah that's better to be seen as a creative mm-hmm. but uh what was your tipping point that you feel that your your career just really took off um there's been several but i'd have to say uh the ones that stand out probably in um what did i say in when i was 19 or 20 and Volcom hired me, I think it was 2012, and I felt like surprised just because I hadn't been hired by many brands, actually any brand, any brands at that point. It was mostly like portraits and headshots that I was doing. Um, and uh, it wasn't like a great rate, but I still felt like, holy shit, Volcom's hired me. Everybody knows Volcom. And then in 2014, it was Levi's, and then I was... I was like so surprised again, but I was just, I was amazed. I was like, oh my God, Levi's, like I've always wanted to shoot for them. And I really loved their ad campaigns and thought that it spoke to who I am as a person and an artist. And then most recently it was last year um, in London shooting for Special K. And I was again, just like over the moon. I thought it was so cool. Um, we shot an underwater pregnant lady. Um, it was kind of crazy. We had like a camera. We had to put sandbags around my thighs to keep me to the bottom of the pool. Um, and we're outdoors in really cold weather in November. Um, but it was wild. It was really fun. And just to see the photos, like my friends have sent me photos in on the billboards in mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm. And just seeing my photos up there is like so, it's so surreal because the whole backstory to that shoot, being underwater, knowing what it was like, and then seeing it come to fruition and seeing it everywhere just is like, wow, like I can't believe this is my job. 
That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I love seeing things big, like in print or on billboards. It's, it's just like a really like, oh, wow, like, Mm -hmm. can't believe I did that Mm -hmm. when I always wanted to when I was little. And now it's like my dreams have become a reality, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. (laughs) How did Volcom find you? Instagram or Tumblr. Yeah. One of, one of the two Mm -hmm. or Pinterest maybe, Mm -hmm. but they reached out to me and said, we love your work. We've seen you all over Instagram. Um, and we'd love to have you in for a meeting. So we had a meeting and then from there, they just kept hiring me for like little lookbooks and like smaller blog things for the website. Um, and then eventually I got sick of the rate they were paying me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then it was like a little progression, like things just started snowballing. And then from there, it was like more and more brands started finding me. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, when I was younger, when, I, when Instagram first came out, not a lot of people had huge followings. And I think I got up to like 25,000 followers in like a very short amount of time. And for then it was like, people were like, whoa, like you must be really good. But I was just like, you know, 22 years old, like just doing what I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Now it's like people have millions of followers, so it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> even in the grand scheme of things now, I don't have many followers. But uh, yeah, I think the beginning of Instagram was really cool. Miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, yes, yeah. Too. yeah. Miss those days. Remember chronological? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, That's yeah. how I grew yeah. my following with chronological yep. order. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I mean, I don't care if uh, likes and followers are like, they mean nothing really. But mm-hmm. yeah, the algorithm is annoying because you want your images to be seen by everybody uh-huh. and to have them seen when you post them instead of having it be... Yeah sorted by how popular you are or yeah whatever reason like it's just mm-hmm. stupid well, yeah i just had the question i just know a lot of people there's a lot of there's not a lot of information about how to get published out there yeah like do you have any tips for people uh, aspiring photographers like how do you get in magazines um well first of all magazines are dying if mm-hmm. you didn't know <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of magazines lately have been folding and people, even Calvin Klein just did away with all of their print ads. So they're only doing online. And I think like, um, I don't know if they're doing out of home, but mm-hmm. they've done away with print. So I have to say that print is not what we all make it out to be. Social is more important in the scheme of things of people seeing your work. Um, but, and that's with that said, um, Know who you're reaching out to. If you are reaching out to someone, don't send a crazy long email. That's always like a no-no. Like make it short, sweet, concise, straight to the point, um, and say thank you for your time or whatever. Just say thank you. And then um, back to my like always be nice thing. Um, And then, yeah, research the magazine. See what they're posting. See what they're publishing. Make sure what you, what your body of work that you want to show and make sure that your body of work in general overall, that that matches what they are doing. Then it's not like someone who shoots like still life fo- uh, food photography is sending something to like Vogue, mm-hmm. you know, unless Vogue is doing a still life food shoot. But <laughs> do you, you know what I mean? Like make sure you know your audience and what you're showing. Um, and... Uh, usually magazines will have info on how to submit on their website and they'll say what kind of specs they need for the photographs. Um, they say don't post things on Instagram or on social media that you want to be published because a lot of people want exclusives. 
although I'm kind of in, in a disagreement with that because I think if you have great work, you should just show it. But I think maybe, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm the best person to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just post it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think just most, most online magazines will have, or actually all magazines will have info on their website that say like this and this and this, and they'll have specific requirements. Um, but yeah, prints dying. Mm. Sad. I think the printed book, <laughs> the printed portfolio is not dying, mm -hmm. but magazine Magazines, print, yeah. unfortunately, is starting to go away. Mm -hmm. um, there's even like a really small, um, or not small, but there's a really young magazine brand called Rookie. Have you heard of Rookie? Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. just folded and they were around for um, a while. And I think a lot of young people, a lot of young women were using that website to feel heard and to be seen and I don't know like it's kind of it's just this trend of things going away mm -hmm. and now this trend of Instagram and social and internet is like rising so mm -hmm. yeah do you think that major brands will stick around and have an online press like a large large online presence yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think so I think a lot of brands are realizing that there's so many different avenues that you can go with on the internet there's podcasts there's community meetups so you can actually like you can create real life meetups from people that yeah. look at your work online um you can do ex i think they're called experiential um like events where brands will set up an event for people to come and uh, interact with the product that they're selling and have like it's not just solely internet based i think the internet is allowing people to meet in real life as well um but yeah, there's a lot that we can do with it. And I don't think it's as evil as we all think it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's evil at times, but there's a lot of good that comes from it too. Yeah. Yep. How is it you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how I get hired for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. A, a lot of people think of it negatively, but I, I think like it's, there's some good and bad to it. And it's just finding what works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you love most about the advertising and fashion photography world? Um, what do I love? I love the connections that I make, meeting people from all like different places of the world. Um, I love collaborating on shoots and getting like a really awesome team together, and then then wrapping the shoot and just being like, wow, like we had such a good time, and like now you have new friends as well. Like I love that aspect of it, um, and I love being able to just. I love being able to make art um, and make money off of it, and I love being able to uh, show people something that's like part of me. Like it's very emotional for me, so I love that part about it. Mm. Yeah, that's really deep. It's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna keep saying it's good. Apparently, that's good. That's my that's my catchphrase. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> sure, it's good. Yeah. Uh, what frustrates you? about um, the industry there's many things but uh, that frustrate me um i guess not creative directors no no never um, <laughs> i think what frustrates me is uh, that what we're doing as like an advertising photographer fashion industry not so much but with advertising we're like selling a product to people and it's most of the time untruthful for what like mm. Like it's it's a kind of it, it's deceiving to the viewer and the consumer because like, it's 
for example, when we made Grey Goose cocktails, we're not making it with the actual Grey Goose ingredients. There's like all sorts of things that are going into it that you can't drink and they specifically say do not drink this it will make you sick or it'll kill you or something <laughs> um because it needs to look perfect and they the same with like food photography they like put all sorts of weird fake things on food to make it look better um and then the fact that a lot of the women were shooting um sometimes are being overly retouched or they're bodies are made different or you know the list goes on and on but it's like a very deceitful field and that's difficult for me because I want to be truthful and honest in my work and I try to be as much as I can but there are times where I'm asked to retouch something I don't want to or I'm asked to shoot something that I think is um, not right um, the worst thing is when someone shows me an inspiration image like a client and they're like let's do this mm-hmm. Let's do exactly this. And oh. I'm like, oh, well, somebody else already did this. Mm-hmm. So let's not copy them. Mm-hmm. But then you get those people that are like, no, we have to do this. And so you just like, it's a job, so you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's frustrating. It's, it's sometimes frustrating being on tight deadline, but I also don't mind it. Like, mm-hmm. I like the challenge. Um, but yeah, I would say the retouching aspect and the fact that we're selling something that's not always true is definitely hard for me. Uh, difficult, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, do you feel like in fashion, the fashion photography world, it's less deceitful in a way than the advertising, or are they pretty equal for you? Um, I feel like the fashion that I do shoot seems like a bit more, it's like, it's not so much deceitful, but it's like a fantasy land, so it's not like, to me, that we're trying to sell the actual piece of clothing it's like we're trying to sell this idea of like a woman or we're trying to to sell this idea of like people in a certain space and environment which i think to me is a little bit easier to stomach compared to like just selling a product or a cereal or something or mm-hmm. a drink um because with clothing it's you can make it more emotional and emotive and have like a little bit of depth to it um whereas advertising is just like here let's frame this so people want to buy it properly the same goes for clothing but you can make it a little bit deeper with clothing I think or you can just you know get a little bit more creative Mm -hmm. is that like your favorite world then the fashion uh the most fulfilling yes Mm -hmm. um lifestyle is also very fun for me Mm -hmm. um but it's it's just different I think I love the lifestyle moments. I love when I capture something that I'm like, ah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But then I also love like feeling a connection with a model. Um, sorry, hit that again. Mm-hmm. Feeling a connection with a model and like moving around in a space and getting like that emotion out. That's really fulfilling to me. They're they're both equally fulfilling, but I think just in different ways. Mm-hmm. When you have a big job coming up, how do you do? You mentally prepare yourself for create like having so much creation on demand if that makes sense yeah I I think a lot of preparation is needed for big shoots like even for small shoots I am like I don't know if you've understood this yet but I'm very neurotic and like (laughs) very methodical and I'm like creative but I also torment myself with like lists and a routine that I cannot get away from so when I'm preparing for a shoot I'll make a master list of things I need to pack and things I need to charge and things I need to bring, things I need to do. And then I'll make sub lists that are like, um, pertaining to each piece. Like, so it's, 
it's kind of it's kind of like counterintuitive because it makes me stressed out. But once I tick things off the list, then I feel better. Mm-hmm. And then once the whole list is ticked off, then I'm like, oh, good. Like, I'm all good. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry anymore. Um, but yes, I like to always like write down what I'm doing, um, make sure that there's nothing I've missed, um, research the models I'm shooting, research the brand, figure out how I'm getting from the airport to the hotel, figure out all the little logistical things that frustrate me. Mm-hmm. I actually hate doing logistical things for shoots. Like I can't stand like <laughs> figuring out where I'm getting a taxi or like mm-hmm. just that stuff stresses me out so bad compared to like the photo stuff, which I feel like I can handle for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like over preparing, triple checking my bag, um, calling people twice, even if they've already told me everything's fine. I'm like, just tell me one more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just over prepare as much as possible because you never know when like a battery might fail or not fail, but mm-hmm. might not be charged mm-hmm. or your camera fails mm-hmm. or your cards uh, don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know. And always back up your work. Mm-hmm. Always. Because I've had several failed hard drives and it's terrible. It's the worst feeling us too. Yeah, it's, yes. it's so bad. It's like you feel like a piece of you has died. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) always over prepare (laughs) yeah I feel like it helps us too with anxiety because I don't know what it is like your anxieties get really high before at least for me yeah it's all the unknown yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah we all had enough experience to know that everything can go wrong yeah if you've shot long enough yeah something will fail are you prepared to exactly that's why if you can prepare yourself as much as possible, then when something bad does happen, you can kind of figure it out. It's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. always, you'll always find a solution to everything. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of being ready for it Mm -hmm. and knowing who to call if some crazy, some crazy something happens. Like, you just, you never know. Mm -hmm. And have insurance, too. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's a good one, too. (laughs) Dropping tips. Especially with all your travel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, airlines. That gets us all. We're, apparently, oh. we're all very anxious. <laughs> I'm so anxious. Yeah. I've had anxiety since I was a baby. <laughs> Maybe it's just part of being creative. <laughs> I think so. I think you have to be a little bit cuckoo, a little, a little crazy. You have like a little part of you that's like just slightly off. <laughs> Would you tell the 19 year old version of yourself uh, how to be successful? Oh, that's so sweet. Um, 19-year-old Kayla. Yeah. I would tell her. Does this have to do with photography or is it kind of like Just be successful in life. Okay. Um, I would tell her to eat more and to sleep more and not party so much (laughs) and to believe in herself and like take the time to do the homework that's needed because I would probably get to where I was faster or where I am faster. Um, But yeah, I would just tell myself do my homework not actual homework I mean like research like figure it out faster like do what you want to do but like do your research and um, reach out to people more probably I would say go on meetings more too because that's what I've found to be um, really helpful now is networking um, and that's something that is hard for me as an introvert Mm -hmm. and and, and an anxious person um, to like go be seen and to go meet people and to put myself out there. If I was doing that when I was younger, I think I, you know, could have just helped my success a little bit better. Um, networking is amazing. 
because I, I think I said this earlier, but the odds are in your favor if you meet enough people. The odds are someone's going to yep. hire you or want to use you for a shoot or you want to collaborate with you, whether that's like a paid or non-paid job. Like it's just good to be seen and to meet people because then you can make new friends and, and just make art and just have fun, you know? <laughs> that was, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you guys. But you know, it's something else is good. It's just, it's just popped into my head. You're an introvert, you're saying. I think I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm an introvert by nature, but like I have to be extroverted because of my job. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel I am too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like otherwise I'm into yeah, withdrawn. Good quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good reading a book. I keep to myself a lot. I'm totally happy to be on my own. Like I love alone time. Mm-hmm. I love to recharge. If I'm around too many people for too long, I start to get a little bit like not like sick feeling, but like I just wanna like come into my cocoon and like reset mm-hmm. yeah. um but because of our jobs like we have to be around people come consistently like for days at a time and you have to always be on it and also be willing to talk about like random stuff too like mm-hmm. you when you're on a job you're standing next to someone like looking at a screen or you're um you know holding your camera but there's downtime in between shots where you're talking and it forces you to really get to know someone and to be able to have that social interaction and be able to be comfortable with that is, it's a practice, it's a struggle. And I struggle with that so much, but I've gotten better at like just connecting and like not feeling so anxious about it. Yeah. That's great. I just, it's just that we we talk to a lot of people and that's always the case. Like we, we talk to extroverts and they're like, Oh, you gotta be out there. You gotta go to parties. You gotta do that. It's so Which is true. But we just want to, what I'm trying to get to is if you're an introvert, don't let that hold you back. Yeah, no, y- there's ways around it. You know, like you can you can still go out and have fun, but give yourself that time afterwards and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, unless you're a total hermit and just can't leave the house, in which case I would say don't leave the house if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but don't expect to get People successful. People jobs, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be, but yeah, you need to be go be seen and have portfolio meetings and, yeah. you know, go connect. Be civil on sets. Yeah, like too, it's yeah. it's a whole uh, it's a whole art of being able to talk to anybody at a given time yeah. mm-hmm. about anything, you know? So, it takes practice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of those. No, that was, that was a great question. No, yeah, because it's really challenging to motivate yourself to go meet a bunch of strangers at a party. <laughs> yeah. It is. But usually you'll leave and you'll feel great. You know, mm-hmm. like the buildup is probably way worse than you know, even right. than, mm-hmm. it, than it will be in, in person. Well, it gets easier after you make that connection with somebody. Like you have a fulfilling conversation or something yeah. at, that, at that party. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, if you can make a real connection with one person. I, that, I guess that's more motivating than, because it's so daunting having all, a bunch of strangers. Yeah. 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 Focus. Mm-hmm. I know. It, it can be really daunting. And I get super anxious as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really good at just talking to anybody, but I've gotten better. At least I'm not, like, terrified of it like I used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I would, I would work myself up so bad just thinking all of these thoughts. Like, what's going to happen? Like... Mm-hmm. how's the shoot going to go or whatever. And then now it's like, I know how to calm myself. Mm-hmm. I know how to shut out that negative self-talk that happens, which I feel like a lot of us must, you know, must have that like self-doubt that comes along with being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Well, thank you, Kayla, so much no for being on our yeah. show. Thank you. Can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes. Um, should I look at the camera? It doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever. Just, <laughs> um, just com is my website, um, and you can find me on Instagram at, at Kayla Varley. Yeah. That's it. I don't really have, like, well, I have a Twitter, but don't follow me there because I don't post it, mm-hmm. or I don't post anything there. Um, but, yeah, Instagram is my main form of posting and social um, otherwise, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It was a thank lot you. of incredible information. And no worries. We're very inspired by you as a person and your work. Thanks, it's you guys. Been a pleasure, so thank you. You're so sweet. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening to Photo Work. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And what else? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend.